0: Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Aaron Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrants Life podcast. My podcast about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. Today, our guest is a friend of mine. I met him through my old work. We saw each other from being young men to becoming family men. Please welcome, Kate Chan.
1: Hi, Aaron. How are you?
0: Good. You, my man? Pretty good. Thank you for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. Let's start from the start. Where are you from originally? Uh, Hong Kong. You were born in Hong Kong? Yes. Oh. So your whole family moved here when?
1: Uh, To be precise, 1989. I was uh, six years old.
0: Six years old? Okay, so you don't really remember
1: anything. A little bit. You know, I when i just before i left i graduated from kindergarten so you know six years old uh, that's around that that age i was i was heading to grade one in hong kong so uh when i got here uh i started in welcome class and straight to grade one after
0: and you had to go to an english school
1: no public french yeah a french public school
0: yeah oh yeah
1: and we left uh We left uh, right before 1997, which 97 is a is a big influential year because that's when Hong Kong is going back to China, you know. So we left just before. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I remember that year Mm. because uh, my mom used to work in Hong Kong. Okay, yeah, she actually worked there for I think ten years, dude. Wow, like she left when I was nine. Mm -hmm. And she leaves leave for two years, yeah. comes back for a visit for a month, okay. and then leaves again for two years. Mm-hmm. And that goes on till I was, I don't know how old. Okay. Till she moved here in Canada, and that's when we finally got together. Okay. But I grew up without my mom. Oh, man. Yeah, it was hard, but, you know, what are you going to do? So, who thought of moving here?
1: Uh, I think it was both my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... But I think mostly my dad. You know, my dad. You know, mm. he's the man of the house, so of the family. So uh, my mom would just follow. My mom, uh, she left her family uh, on my dad's side, came here first. So my grandfather, he was the f- first one who came to Canada, uh, and then everybody followed. So our our family consisted of. Uh, my dad has. Uh, two brothers he's the middle guy so he has a older brother and uh, he's the middle and two uh, two younger sisters so the family of five so my grandfather came here first and then uh brought uh, my uncle the the, the the eldest and uh and then everybody followed and we were the last ones to come yeah but uh on my mom's side they're all they're all still in hong kong
0: they don't so, want to come here
1: mm, ever since we left <laughs> no <laughs> they came visit they have a vacation but you know uh home is really uh, to them in hong kong mm,
0: yeah. makes sense makes sense it's hard to leave you know
1: yeah 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 we uh i think the reason was just for newer opportunities and plus uh you know my dad's family is here so you know the my mom kind of followed well she has to <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh yeah so we packed our bags, uh, but it was planned. It wasn't last minute or anything. It was planned. Uh, we were not, yeah, it was organized. It, w- it was pre-planned. So it wasn't like, hey, let's go, you know. We thought about it. Uh, they thought about it uh, before coming. So they made, they made decisions. Yeah, yeah My, it
0: wasn't rushed.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. My dad was the only one working. My mom was uh, teaching. She t- she taught uh, kindergarten. So uh, when we moved there, uh, my dad worked uh, as a technician. He, he got his diploma in Hong Kong as a, as a, as a repair guy. Well, actually, no, no, uh, not a repair guy. He worked for a broadcast company. Oh. Broadcast like a CBC, but a Hong Kong style. Uh, it's called um, H, uh, no, uh, it's HKB or TVB. If you Google that, TVB is like the major Hong Kong uh, broadcasting and TV television network. So he worked for them, uh, he did a lot of footages, uh, he shot a lot of stuff for the news, for documentaries, and he, he got his diploma in, uh, in, in, you know, repair. So that's, uh, yeah.
0: He was a cameraman?
1: Yeah, was a cameraman, oh, wow. he did some editing, uh, he, you know, he went out with the crew, uh, you know, did lighting and, you know, he worked uh, in film.
0: That's cool, man. And he didn't continue it here. Did he want to continue or? I
1: don't know. I never asked. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, to support the family, he really needed to work right away to feed us and to support us. Uh, so I, I don't think, I I guess he had his experience and he, he liked doing it, but then his real degree is in, you know, uh, diploma in repair.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you touch on it Quickly, But I, I would like to explain to for people that doesn't know, when you mentioned that when the British passed Hong Kong to China, mm-hmm. can, do you know anything about that? Can you explain further on that?
1: Uh, basically, uh, I don't know all the specifics. Hong Kong belonged to the British uh after the war and uh they had to the agreement was that uh, they have to keep their style and all the culture and everything for a certain amount of years and when it's passed on back to china in 1997 everything has to remain the same uh for another i don't know a uh, maybe 50 60 years so a lot of uh people in hong kong didn't like that some did so i kind of sp- you know maybe it uh, created some uh, separation but uh, it was a big event because uh, people were already used to the culture and all that uh you know the language the english and the the chinese like here you know french and english in uh, hong kong you know it's uh, it's cantonese and uh, and um, and english but uh, when it went back to china you know uh, the mandarin speaking you know kind of blended back in you know to Hong Kong so you, you, you I guess th- there's more traveling between the two uh, locations more people uh, more Mandarin speaking people uh, so but Mandarin became kind of like the norm you know? Uh, you know Cantonese people understood it's just they, 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 they don't uh, they don't talk much in that language as far as I know anyways uh, from what I uh,
0: my mom speaks Mandarin Oh, yeah? So sometimes when we go to a Chinese restaurant and the Chinese servers are talking shit, she'll just like, hey, yo, <laughs> I, know who, I know who you're talking about, man. And they're like, ghosts get shocked.
1: <laughs> well, I saw a picture of your your mom and she looks very, uh, hun- like, Chinese, you know?
0: <laughs> Filipinos and Chinese are like,
1: oh, very they're close.
0: intertwined, very close. Food, everything, you know?
1: Yeah, we look alike too, so. <laughs>
0: exactly, you know? You mentioned about coming here. Do you know anything? What what your family had to go through for the process? Was it easy to come here?
1: Uh, I think it needed uh, some reference, you know, a referral kind of thing, Uh, like a sponsor, you know. Okay. So we, I think, my grandfather or my uncle sponsored us to come. Uh, But it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a difficult process, Uh, from what they explained. It was went smoothly. Uh, I think the immigration was was common. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Canada the was open. Then. Was. Yeah, exactly. And if I can add, uh, my grandfather, uh, uh, well, he passed away a couple of years ago, and uh, he, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, he really liked Canada. He doesn't. He really disliked Hong Kong for some reason. Uh, when he arrived here, he uh, uh, he sold coffee. Okay. He he had a tray, and he went around everywhere in Montreal, selling, selling coffee. Wow. And that's how he started uh, uh, to you know get all of us uh, in Hong Kong uh, to, to uh, Canada, but he, he started as a uh, selling coffee. <laughs> I love the stories,
0: man. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, that's you're a welcome. Beautiful story, man. I love people like that. You know, they came here and they just find way to support themselves and support family from back home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom used to sell T-shirts. Mm-hmm. She used to go to Saint Eustache yeah flea market and buy those shirts that says canada yeah or like souvenirs no. yeah souvenir shirts because mm-hmm. he she'll sell it to other filipinos and other filipinos will send it back to the philippines oh, okay and the filipinos loves that <laughs> they eat that up
1: man <laughs> it's vintage
0: <laughs> yeah that's what my mom did to support herself and our family you know and and you mentioned you went to school here which school did you go
1: to I think it was Montreal element. I don't recall, but it was in downtown. We we, we lived downtown on St. Denis. Uh, So it was one of those uh, Montreal school board. Close to Chinatown? No, no, close to um, Sherbrooke Metro. Okay. Yeah, on the orange line, yeah, I remember.
0: Okay, and you growing up here, uh, grade school was good. Obviously high school, it starts, people are breaking up, getting into cliques. Did you ever feel you were racially discriminated for being Chinese, being ethnic?
1: No, nope, not in elementary school or in high school, but we, I did have issues in high school. A lot of people call me names because I was small. Well, many of us, many Asians are small. There are very few Asians who are Chinese people who are who are very tall, so I'm calling names that have a... It's tight, you know, small head. Uh, so that kind of frustrated me, but nothing racial. Uh, if there were, uh, I, I think uh, if I remember, it will be you know something really uh, nonsense, you know that, you know I just don't care about. Them. I mean, it's really just about me. I mean, because I'm small, it could be linked to because I'm Chinese, but no, I've never been calling names or you no, know, for sure. Because my name, uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Keith, You know, they mm. wouldn't call me Keith. They would call me by my translation name. You know, and uh, it was a Shen Pui Chan. But when the when the my my documents, my birth certificate, when they when my mom, you know, put my name, she put Keith as my the last word in the, my first name. So it would be my Chinese name, and then you have my first name at the end. So. When teachers call people up, you know, for the taking attendance, they they don't say the the last word of the first name. They say the first word. So it was like shampoo Kate, and I would be called name as in shampoo or uh, you know because it's you know. They didn't, understand, they didn't hear it properly or the teacher didn't spell it correctly. So there's that. Uh, it could be linked to a bit of racism, but uh, it didn't really bother me. It's my name. I'm, I'm proud of being Chinese. Uh, it's just that uh, <laughs> it, maybe it was that little mistake that my mom did. She didn't think I put in K as the first word. <laughs> oh, one of the stories... Uh, I actually, talk about my name. My my name is is Kate. You know where that comes from is uh is from the the, the name Faith. But as, as everybody know, uh, Faith is a is a girl's name. So the, the story is uh, when I was born. Before I was born, uh, my mom tested the positive for uh, a German disease called rubella. Uh, it was a very common disease uh, uh, and the uh, doctor says that, that there's uh 80 or 90 percent chance that your child will have some some type of uh of handicap uh we don't they don't know what kind of handicap they can't, couldn't be specific uh so my at that time well still now my parents are are uh, born against Christians. So they, they, they went to church. My, my, my father went to church, uh, really young as a young boy, he, he, he did maintenance for, for a church when he was five, six years old. So he spent a lot of time in the church. Um, and my mom too, uh, she, she taught, uh, Sunday school at a church. So she, her too, as she was a, she was a, uh, she was a Christian son. That's how they, they, they met and got married, uh, but going back to uh, before I was born, that's uh, that's what the, the the doctor announced, and um, they they just kept praying and praying. That there was nothing to do, you know. I was I was going to be out in the world out. very yeah, soon, yeah. so You're
0: coming out no matter what.
1: <laughs> exactly. So they they just prayed, 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 prayed. Uh, a lot of people prayed for us, uh, the whole church community, friends, family, uh, and uh, when I was born. There was no sign of anything. I was a hundred and ten percent healthy boy. There was no issues at all. <laughs> so even the doctors couldn't believe that. Uh, Praise so, God, man. Yeah. So my parents really wanted to name me Faith, uh, but they they knew it's it was a girl's name. So uh, so they thought, oh, okay, maybe we'll use the na- the, the word, uh, the the letter K. I mean, K sounds sounds a lot like a for for a boy's name, you know. <laughs> But to them, to them, that's it. Right? Now you have Caitlyn, you have Katie, you have <laughs> Catherine. Uh, so so they just hey, let's say let's switch the K to an F, uh, did the yeah, F to yeah. a K, and that's uh, that's how I got my name.
0: That's a beautiful story, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, th- that's always been the story. I, ever since they told me that when I was young, I, I've been trying to share that with uh, everybody else. Uh, that's 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 who I am.
0: Uh, yeah. So you, you you never felt an outsider at all. You felt like you were welcomed.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had good friends around, and they they supported me uh, for sure. There's always uh, one kid who would laugh and and all that. But for sure, at the moment, at you know when they laugh, it would be uh, you know humiliating or you know it's uh, embarrassing. But at the end, I I knew where I came from. I know who I am, and I'm proud of who I am. Uh, even though at that young age, it wasn't easy, uh, you know, but I went through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would just correct the teacher. And she, <laughs> she said, my name, I'll, I'll just stand up right away. It's me. I'll just say my name. I'll give him my name. That's it. <laughs> oh, you actually
0: stand up and, Hey, by the way,
1: I'll, 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 yell out my name. It's, it's actually Kate, you know? And sometimes I would just look at her attendance. sheet before, you know, at the first first day of school, you know, the teacher doesn't know anybody. So I'll go see the teacher first. I say, my name is actually spelled <laughs> Kate. So you could take that off. You could cross it off. So when you actually, because teachers, they all say, say, say the kids, the uh, student's name first uh, first class, right? So I'll actually go to the teacher and tell her, hey, that's my name. <laughs> Just to avoid confusion. I go
0: through that too with my last name because my last name is Deliosa. It's D-E-L-L-O-S-A and people says here delosa in spanish you say deosa. the double l's becomes y oh okay i didn't
1: know that
0: but uh, in filipino if you have double l's
1: yeah
0: the second l becomes y in spanish they'll say deyosa yeah in filipino we'll say deliosa
1: okay
0: huh uh growing up did you suffer from dual identity crisis
1: no I knew I was, was, I'm a Canadian-born Chinese. That's my identity. My memory is very vague from Hong Kong when I left. So it it will remain my home. But Canada is my new home now because I I don't remember it so much and uh, uh, it just, gets forgotten somehow but uh and now everything's changed you know Uh, it's not the same anymore you can go back to the past um so i might as well start (laughs) calling here canada my my home you know and it's not like there's no asian community here you know there's a big uh, population so
0: so growing up you're just i'm chinese descent but i am canadian as well and you never had a problem even in teenage year you didn't try to avoid listening to Chinese music or avoid Chinese any Chinese thing.
1: Not at all. My parents had a real good impact, uh, influence uh, on on us. You know, they, they they sent us to Chinese school to learn oh. to keep keep the language. You know, they they always spoke to us in Chinese, uh, so we don't forget it. Uh, we took classes, uh, and then. It's tough when you go to school, you speak in English or in French, so you forget, you know, you just want to speak in English, too, as well, like the other kids. But I remember uh, talking to my, my parents uh, in English. They they said, don't talk us in English. You're Chinese. You, you speak Chinese, you know, you speak Chinese.
0: <laughs> so your kid speaks Chinese?
1: Very little, really hard.
0: It's difficult. You know, that saying mother's tongue, mm. that really makes sense. Uh speaking about that, just for the people that doesn't know, what Kate's wife is French Canadian. Yeah. I, yeah. That's right. Do you find any challenges on that?
1: No. When I when I when we immigrated here, French became my mother tongue almost because I knew how to speak French very fluently as much as I spoke Chinese. So I quickly adapted to the culture here and uh, adapted to the language and it just immersed into me. Uh There was some time where i forgotten about that uh and try to keep my chinese level uh but then when i met my my wife (laughs) it kind of you know i have i have a good french background you know so it it helps and um it didn't it, it just went very well um and yeah, no, I don't have any issues. <laughs> How
0: about when uh, you come over to your parents? Like you said, they don't like you speaking English to them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys speak Chinese. Do you, do you feel like you have to translate all the time for her?
1: No, 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 no. My wife understands a bit of Chinese too now. So, uh, and my parents is just my parents. They they speak in English to her. She she understands English. Uh, so we operate in three languages <laughs> when there's family around.
0: That's pretty impressive, man. I want to ask you about your opinion on, uh, you know, Asians, they look at us. We're the model minority. We just work. We don't complain. We keep our heads down and we just keep on working. What do you think about that? Do you think positive way or do you look at it like a negative?
1: It's a positive thing. Uh, like for us it makes us stand out i mean and we set an example too something that my dad always taught me was you you give you a job you just do it you know you don't uh, you know they hired you to work i mean just work you could you could refuse but i mean be be grateful for what you have
0: that's the word be grateful
1: yeah And try not to complain uh, as much as possible.
0: (laughs) Complete meaning of modern minority, your dad
1: is.
0: (laughs) This is the job. Be the best at your job and shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) That's my family too. They just do their job. What's wrong with doing your job? Be the best at your job.
1: Exactly. Whatever you do. Mm
0: -hmm. Sometimes most Canadians... This is not a knock or anything. I'm not saying all. I'm saying some Canadians that I have met, they have this sense of privilege. Like when we used to work together, I've met people there. There was this specific guy that stuck with me. He's angry and he keeps blaming the government for something. I'm not scared of those conversations. So I went up to him and said, what's the problem? Why do, what do you think the government's not doing for you? You know what he said? He said, they should give me money. I said, okay, why would they give you money? And he said, with confidence, because I was born here.
1: <laughs> because you have confidence.
0: <laughs> I just look at him. I said, this guy's crazy man." <laughs> because you were born here. That's why, it, you know, that uh, line when people says, oh, these immigrants, they're stealing our jobs. Mm. It doesn't even make sense. Stealing your job, we're doing the shitty jobs that you guys don't wanna do. <laughs> exactly. Okay? And we're doing it without yeah. complaining, we're just doing our best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't complain, we just keep on chugging along, like your what your dad said. He's a smart man. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you can complain if you want, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. but what are you gonna do? It's not gonna solve anything.
0: Exactly. Are there pop stars in China like how South Korea is?
1: Yeah, in uh, everything. I'm uh, not in sports. We're not a big fan in sports, but um, yeah, mostly in the uh, in the ent- in the entertainment industry, actors, actresses. Yeah, definitely Jackie Chan. I mean, uh, he's a, he's a international now. But there's a few like Chow Yun Fat. Uh, yeah, he he's popular too. Uh, the, uh, there's also the chubby guy. Uh, Who's the chubby guy? You don't know the chubby guy? Um, what's his name? Uh, Marshall, uh, no. He, he he used to be in a lot of movie, in Jackie Chan's movies.
0: Oh, I remember this guy. I never know his name, but I know that he's like, he does this Kung Fu movies. Yeah. Which I love. Dude, I, I love Kung Fu movies. Did you, <laughs> wa- did you grow up watching Kung Fu movies?
1: Oh yeah, of course. All uh, Jackie Chan <laughs> movies.
0: We watch everything. And the best, (laughs) I don't know why, but they put it up after school. Okay. So that's our after school special kind of thing. (laughs) So we get home, kung fu movies on, like my cousins are mostly boys, and we'll watch the kung fu. And I swear to God, as soon as the movie finish, we'll go, we'll just chop (laughs) each other. And then that's it. I mean, rumble in the jungle over there. (laughs) I love it. And then growing up, like I said, my mom worked in Hong Kong. She used to send me this. We call it kung fu shoes.
1: Okay. You know those shoes that slip on? Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, like uh, uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like a slipper, black and very thin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sometimes gray, sometimes black. She sends yeah. us loads of those because <laughs> she sent. She tried to sell them too. And uh, growing up in grade school, I used to wear them because that's we didn't have shoes because you know we're poor. And I, I, I got made fun of that. But then I start seeing it in Jack and Chan movies. I'm like, dude, this is these are cool shoes, man. <laughs>
1: they're comfortable.
0: <laughs> so I it love them. It. And it's funny that hipsters wears them now.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're light. Uh, it's like they're Crocs, you know. I think they the predecessors of uh, the Nikes. <laughs> Just without the air bubble.
0: <laughs> and the child labor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: Do you know? Do you know the brand uh, Giordano?
1: Yes, with oh, a G, right?
0: Dude, I love those shirts, man.
1: Oh, uh, that was uh, those are they have really nice, nice style and fashion. Yeah, doesn't exist here. did know if you you tell anybody, they don't know what it is. is. You're Like, what is this?
0: <laughs> I went back to visit Philippines last year. Was it last year? I don't know. Anyways, um, and I went to look for those clothes. And back in the day, Jordano's logo is the frog. Oh, okay. Do you remember this? No, No? I don't know. Anyways, it's a frog, and I love that frog. I (laughs) I made sure I'm going to buy a shirt. So I went to the Jordano store, and they don't have the frog anymore, dude. They have the stupid horse or something. I'm like, I'm not buying that shit, man. I want my (laughs) frog, you know? But my sister was going to Hong Kong. I think it was the next year or something. She was going to visit Hong Kong. And I said, you better make sure you buy me Jordana shirt. <laughs> and she did look for the frog, but the frog doesn't exist anymore. It's a, it's extinct.
1: You can't find that anymore.
0: <laughs> no, it just... But she did buy me a shirt, Jordana shirt, that it says Jordano. I said, I said, I love it, but
1: I want <laughs> the frog, dude. <laughs> Not the old one. Yeah.
0: Did, when was the last time you went back to visit?
1: The year 2000. That was the only time I went back. For how long? It
0: was... Probably for
1: for a month. Everybody in my family, well, my mom and dad and my sister, they went back at least twice. I'm the only one who went back once (laughs) ever since we emigrated here.
0: One question. What advice would you give immigrant parents that are trying to raise children?
1: I would say adapt as much as possible to Canada, but don't forget where you came from. Uh, Try to have a balance. Lifestyle and have a balanced education. Uh, I know it's hard, it's really difficult, especially have younger kids. Well, even older kids, uh, you know, uh, more mature, but uh, you know, just don't discourage, get discouraged. Uh, Remind yourself uh, where you came from, it's important. Um, Not to be like, oh, Asian power, you know, (laughs) but you know, be proud of your your culture your your origin because um, it's it's special you know that's who you are uh younger kids maybe won't understand that but uh you gotta you gotta drill into the heads you know you have to help them as a parent i mean you have to guide them that's uh, that's our responsibility so
0: beautiful words do you have any more stories you would like to share
1: yeah. Uh, so back in elementary school, it was in grade three. There was a uh, there was a white girl that I really liked, and then I asked her to dance. And our school had really few dances, so I asked her to dance. Uh, and then I told my parents she accepted. Uh, we're gonna go to dance together. And my parents they give me a, a weird comments like. Ah, um, uh, th- 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 um, White girls are very open, so uh, be careful. Or uh, 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 you know, they, they're not used to me. Uh, like they would think that I, I would like Asian girls more than white girls. But to me, there's no difference. If I like somebody, I like somebody. It just so happens that I like this white girl, and I remember first dance was was you know incredible because <laughs> it was well. It's actually the first first girl that I ever had. The dance yeah a slow dance you know so it was special that i liked too you know um i i Mm -hmm. i liked other girls too but the most there were asians uh but this was like the first white girl that i I liked in school you know and she accepted the dance and i'm very shy person you know uh so yeah going back to my parents uh, it was very um strange to them you know like uh, hey my son likes white girls (laughs) uh you couldn't have chosen a a yellow girl (laughs) or asian girl Uh, (laughs) another another story i can tell is that uh there was an older in my childhood maybe in my teen years uh where uh i i invited a girl over my, my my dad was there so he was on the on the first floor she just came by you know we're just gonna play some video games in the basement and it was a day off, you know, my dad was here, you know, I invited her. she's like, she's a friend, you know, I, I, I don't, there's nothing between us. Uh, I got a call when we were downstairs in the basement from my mom, who wasn't at home, from my mom, who was uh, <laughs> at, at work. <laughs>
0: I love that you're in the basement, I'm calling you.
1: Yeah, and uh, she, she said, um, uh, your dad... Called me and said uh, he's not comfortable you being at in the basement. The two of you together. Can you please go upstairs? So my my dad is a very uh, not a shy person, but uh, he's not very yes, open. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So these kind of things he won't. Now it's better. We have a better relationship. Where we talk about things, uh, personal things. But back then, as a teenager, he wasn't as open. So he went through my mom <laughs> to talk to me because he knew he knew I was closer to my mom. Nothing. Not that anything would happen between me and the girl. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a teenager, but uh, he didn't feel comfortable me being alone with a girl, you know, in a, in our in, in our basement, even though he's
0: he upstairs. could walk <laughs> in any time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a little anecdote there. Um, a few things happen, Yeah.
0: Do you have any uh, advice to anyone immigrating? anywhere what do you think should they should do or prepare for their big move?
1: well for when i came here i i was really young you know i there's no preparation i just follow my parents right but uh if if i can advice for you know older people like teenagers or uh young young adults who are moving who are moving to a different country um just do some research maybe uh You know, you can always say no. I mean, find ways, talk to your parents or, uh, you know, discuss it. Make sure you really like – if you really really want to move there. But if you don't have a choice, uh, you know, just be prepared. I mean, uh, to face – because there will be challenges. There will be obstacles. Um, So you just got to be ready. Uh, uh, Have faith in yourself. I mean – um yeah yeah if if you but also confidence uh good self-esteem um be courageous don't give up you know all these positive things just be positive
0: i think we did it do you have anything more to add uh, i want to thank you again for doing the podcast
1: oh you're welcome
0: i'm aaron deliosa and this is an immigrant's life I want to thank you for listening. And as always, if you want to contact the show about anything or if you want to be a guest on the show, go to the Facebook page, An Immigrant's Life Podcast, or send your email to animmigrantslife@yahoo.com. at yahoo.com. To show your support for the show, please like, share, review, and subscribe to the Facebook page and however you get your podcast.